0: Hello and welcome to Upstage the Podcast, your regular dose of theatre news and reviews. I'm Abby.
1: And I'm Rachel. This week we're going to talk about theatre news, then we're going to talk a little bit about the Olivier nominations, and then we're going to tell you about our favourite Act One finales, which we're really excited about because I we love, love Act One, One finales. finales. They're so much fun. So we have a few, we're going to talk about five in particular, but then we have like a long list. And there's going to be another playlist because we love playlists. We love playlists. You guys love playlists. Everyone loves a playlist. So, theatre news this week. Abby. It's been a bit of a quiet week. It Um, has.
0: The... First teaser trailer for the new Mary Poppins film. Mary Poppins returns. Mary Poppins returns. She's back. Um, Featuring lynn Manuel Miranda. Lynn Manuel Miranda and Ben Whishaw, who's also uh, regular on the London stage, mm-hmm. um, and also Emily Blunt yes. as Mary Poppins, who was herself. I thought
1: excellent in Into the Woods as the Baker's wife. That's true. Yeah, she
0: does good, do... good theater yeah. connection there. Exactly. Thank she you very was. much. I'm always nervous when they remake... Yes, a sort of me too. Classic. Well, it's not a remake. It's, it's it, a, well, it's a new... It's a new... But I, it equally it makes
1: me nervous when they do a new... Yeah, when
0: they when they take on an old favourite um, franchise. Yeah. It makes me nervous. But I think it looks... I have high hopes. I mean, from the, what, 30 seconds of mm. footage... I liked it. Was that largely to do with the fact that a lot of the footage had Ben Washer in? Probably. <laughs> but, you know, I am who I am. Yes, and you are. I am someone who loves Ben Washer <laughs> mm-hmm. and will watch anything he's in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm... I Cautiously optimistic. Yeah, possibly. Fine. When is
1: it out? December? I
0: feel like it is. I feel Christmas like they're going for Christmas release.
1: Nice. Another song from Frozen, the musical, has been released. It's called What Do You Know About Love? And it is just as... Inoffensive as the first one, so that's on YouTube if you want to go yeah. and listen to it.
0: A little bit catchier than the last one.
1: A little bit catchier. It doesn't have a, like a nice hook
0: like the original Frozen soundtrack. Is what I would say. You might feel differently. That's pretty much it. It's been a. It's been a. Quiet, it has been a quiet week. Quiet week, except for um, everything Olivier related. Yes. So the first bit of news is that the presenter for the Olivier's was announced. It's going to be Catherine Tate. Hooray! I think will be great because she's a theatre person. Who is also funny and she's generally great. Yes, I think she'll be really good, actually.
1: I'm just glad that it's quite glad that it's a lady presenter. I think that's really nice because it could have so easily just been another generic white white guy. And it's not, it's Catherine Tate, who we saw in Assassins. And at the Many Chocolate Factory, and she was excellent. I've
0: also seen her in Much Ado About Nothing. Yes, thank you. Because I could with David not think- Tennant, I saw her Much Ado About Nothing with David Tennant, and she was fantastic. A little reunion of Doctor Who yeah. cast members, cute. And then the Olivier nominations themselves have also been released. Broadly speaking, we are very
1: excited about the nominations. We feel like they are more aligned to our interests than the What's On Stage nominations were. Yes, definitely. Broadly. We are particularly wanting to highlight the best supporting actor in a musical and the best supporting actress in a musical categories because they are both flawless, in my opinion. Abby feels differently. <laughs> yeah.
0: As, as you said in the word fraud, it's like floor i'm <laughs> disappointed not to see lucy shorthouse nominated for everybody's talking about jamie who
1: were the nominations let's get those up leslie Excellent. joseph for young frankenstein rachel john for hamilton tracy bennett in follies and sheila attim from girl from the north country i'm just really really happy with that we haven't actually seen girl from the north country but i'm willing to believe that i've heard great things and we're hoping to see that before it closes because it has been nominated for so many things but broadly that category i'm just so happy i loved tracy bennett rachel john was uh, incredible and i thought leslie joseph was hilarious i thought
0: leslie joseph was good and obviously that's such a different show and performance so young frank is like you're not meant to really feel anything you're meant to just be like ah that's dumb um (laughs) but i I think that Lucy Shorthouse's performance in Everybody's Talking About Jamie is just so emotional. When she sings, it means beautiful. Oh my god. It's it called means, Beautiful, I think. The it, song. But I, the song about being beautiful. Uh, I think I basically cried both times. I think she's just a really lovely performer. She did win the What's On Stage Award. So she's had something. But I, yeah, I, I would have loved to see her nominated here. Having said that, I think Rachel John just... Should win. To be honest, you could have had all four nominations and I'd have be been fine with it. You <laughs> yeah, know?
1: that's true. And then, best supporting actor in a musical. Um, we were so, so excited. So, Ross Noble from Young Frankenstein, very well was, deserved. Yeah, excellent. Hilarious. And then, three Hamilton nominations for Michael Gibson, who plays King George, Jason Pennycook, who plays Lafayette, and Cleve September, who plays Lawrence and, um, and Philip, Philip Hamilton, who we are oh, so excited for because, because we, we just love him. And we saw him in In the Heights at the King's Cross Theatre three years ago now, yeah. and he was just a little baby then, and he had so much like potential. And now mm-hmm. he's Olivier-nominated, Olivier-nominated. Cleveland Olivier September, nominated. and it's just great. I'm and so if happy. you get to see Hamilton, well, when you get to see Hamilton, I hope that he's in it, because yeah. he's just brilliant.
0: And, I mean, as expected... Hamilton just completely dominated yes. these award nominations. They have a record-breaking 13 nominations. Yes, most nominated um, production of
1: anything ever. Yeah,
0: so obviously three-quarter of the best supporting actors for a mm-hmm. musical, half of the best actor. Yeah. Um, Rachel Thomas almost the only female performer um, nominated.
1: Yes, which but I think... I think it's fair. It's fair. Just to briefly go through some of the other categories, the best new musical nominees are *An American in Paris*. Everybody's talking about *Jamie*, *Girl from the North Country*, *Hamilton*, *Young Frankenstein*. We've seen everything but *Girl from the North Country*. Yeah. I think *Hamilton* is going to win, so I mean, there's no point in discussing it. But yeah, I'm I would really love pleased. for everybody's talking about Jamie yeah, to win. Just
0: really pleased that it got nominated. To be honest, I, I think this is one of the strongest. Best it's been a musical. great year. Because usually there's, you know, one really stand out and then you like, there's someone yeah. that you're like, oh, they just had to fill they that space. They had to fill the category, yeah. But all of this, these are strong. yeah, all of them are excellent. And in another year, I really feel like any one of them could have won. Yes.
1: Best actor in a musical, the nominees are Kieran Hines for Girl from the North Country, John McCrae, for Everybody's Talking About Jamie, Giles Torreira and Jamel Westman from Hamilton. I would like to see this go to John McCrae, but I equally would not be upset to see Jamel Westman win at all.
0: I completely agree.
1: Okay, good, that's good. Best Actress in a Musical. The nominees are Janie D and Imelda Staunton for Follies, Shirley Henderson for Girl from the North Country, and Josie Walker for Everybody's Talking About Jamie. Again, I would be happy with most of these winners. I would be happy with Imelda or Janie or
0: Josie. Yeah. And I actually, again, we haven't seen Girl from the North Country, but I've heard really amazing things about Shirley Henderson.
1: Mm-hmm. So now we're going to tell you about our favourite Act 1 finales. Now we haven't like picked three each. We're just going to, we've sort of decided on a top five. Yeah. Yeah. A tentative top five. A tentative top five, and then we've got a longer
0: list that you will find in the playlist that we'll create. So the first song we're going to talk about is "Nonstop" from Hamilton. This is a brilliant Act One finale. It has all the great features of a perfect Act One finale. Mm-hmm. It brings together pretty much every motif th- yes. from the first act of the show. And every character. Every character all the themes just kind of over it's like really
1: powerful really powerful really catchy
0: really catchy so many
1: great it's like split into different like sections and so many of them are like like there's a bit in the middle that um it's a conversation between burr and hamilton and then burr has like this little solo bit and it's like my favorite bit of one of my favourite bits the whole show. It's just I really, really like that melody. And then Angelica has a great bit towards the end. Eliza's got a nice bit.
0: There's I feel like the final 30 seconds, mm. maybe slightly more, is just all this kind of layers upon layers of just beautiful melodies. It's like I feel like the sign of a really great Act One finale is that you want to be singing about ten different things at the same time. Yes, yeah. And it's exactly that. It all just layers up and it's so perfect and it's not forced all the melodies just fit perfectly together even though every character i think part of what makes hamilton so great is that there's really distinct genres for different characters mm-hmm. and yet they all, they just all blend. blend perfectly mm. uh, and it's just like this really it builds it really builds kind mm. of this oh and when you oh,
1: see it staged can't. and it's like they have like a turntable and they have like a a walkway around the top of the stage and just the way that they use the stage as part of the finale and the stage lifts up and but it's just the way everything moves and looks together is just yeah. really really
0: stunning yes it's just
1: amazing it's like the best bits of hamilton like if you want to listen to one song from hamilton listen to non-stop and it will give you a good taste of like what the rest of the show is like
0: yes right now. song is one that i have put on the list mm. i will take full responsibility for for everything yes as you should <laughs> um, and it's the act one finale of ghost the musical which is called suspend my disbelief slash i had a life <laughs> and so ghost the musical is exactly what it sounds like it is the musical version of the film ghost the one with the pottery the and one the ghost. with the pottery and there um, and oh my god what's the unchained <laughs> melody that's the one. I will put my hand up and say the only reason I listen to Ghost Musical is because Richard Fleishman is <laughs> in the original cast recording. You know, I'll admit that. And some of it isn't great, but this I think is a genuinely good song. Is it? I don't know if I think that.
1: Um, but you like it a lot. I say, <laughs> and this is our podcast. Yeah,
0: and we can say what we the, want. Yeah, fuck the police. <laughs> I, say, I think this, again, it has the layering of all the different characters. It's just so dramatic quick summary if you haven't seen the film this guy is killed but he comes back as a ghost and his girlfriend can can like sense that he's there so he hasn't quite crossed over and why can't he cross over he just needs he needs to have some resolution Mm. in his life and this song a lot is all coming together he was murdered and so it's there's layers starting to unravel about who done it, and he's real upset because he's dead and he had so <laughs> much potential in life. It's obviously, you know, it's not the most serious story in the world, but the overdramatic performance from pretty much everyone in this Act One finale is what, for me, makes it one of my favourites. It's just so fun to sing along to anyone in it. It builds to a really dramatic peak. It's kind of like a power ballad end of Act One finale. I love a power ballad. Mm -hmm. God knows I love a power ballad.
1: The next one that we're going to talk about is another Lin-Manuel Miranda penned track. He knows how to do a finale. He does know how to do a finale. It's Blackout from In the Heights, which was his first musical. It's about Washington Heights, which is a small neighbourhood in the north of Manhattan. It's, I think, where Lynn manuel Miranda grew up. It is, yeah. And it's about a character called Usnavi. It's about him and the people that he knows in the neighbourhood and the comings
0: and goings of these people. And... It's about the neighborhood, really. It's kind of small. It's the sort of thing. There's not much going on. It's no. a really small story, to be honest. Yeah, but a gr- it's, a, it's such, just so. It's, it's got that community. Li- it's feel. like yeah, it's
1: got a community feel, and it's just so alive. is how yeah, I would describe very it. Very vibrant. Very vibrant. There's a lot of great dance numbers, like kind of like modern salsa dancing. It's really good. Anyway, the Act One finale happens on July the fourth, so there are a lot of fireworks, and at the same time they have a power cut. And the stage is like pitch black and it's staged really, really well where mm. they all get out like their mobile phones. And so the stage starts lighting up again. And then there are fireworks and there are like light effects and sound effects. And it's just and
0: characters are kind of all over the place. But because, yes. because of the blackout, lot they lot don't know like, where they are. There's a lot of kind of chaos. A lot of but confusion. It just looks. And then it comes
1: together for like the chorus bits, I guess, of the finale. And it's such a nice melody
0: and and it's a similar thing to Hamilton of the layers the layers yeah. Less, less so kind of bringing together different motifs and themes that have already been in the show there's a yes. bit of that but it's the sort of thing that every time you listen to it you hear, you hear a something else yeah. and I listened to the cast recording a lot before seeing the show. Mm. I think we both saw the show more than once. Yes, when yeah, I was yeah. Here. But you think you know the songs really well, yeah, and then you see it and you, you kind of hear tap into things. something else. Yeah. yeah, every time your, fo- you your focus is elsewhere yeah. and you realise something else. Yeah, and it's,
1: yeah, it's a great show.
0: Yeah, so it's got a lot of similarities to Nonstop from Hamilton. Yes, but it's. It's just great in its own right.
1: And I like that it has a really big moment for two of the main characters in it right at the end. I won't say what it is. It's a really, really good moment. And...
0: Yes, I agree.
1: The whole show has sort of quite like a Latin feel to it, but like a modern... Like like there's a lot of rap in it. Like hip hop -hop Latin. Latin. Yes.
0: And it's... Great! I love the soundtrack. It's a great show. If you haven't listened to the In the Heights soundtrack, but you like Hamilton, yes, I would recommend it. It's not sung through, so you won't know exactly what's going on in the same way that you might be able to follow Hamilton yes. from the cast recording alone.
1: Yeah,
0: but every song is yeah. really catchy. There's a lot of Spanish.
1: All the Spanish I know, I learned from In the Oh Heights. yeah,
0: totally. I mean, and I say no, I mean no, very loosely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just a really happy. You
1: just yeah. when I like listen you, to the yeah. show.
0: And in the whole, the whole cast, recording from start to finish. Yeah,
1: you cry and then you laugh, and you and just you feel lot to all of the emotions. I feel, yeah, I always feel very emotional. Uplifted though. Yes, uplifting. the finale, the end of the act two finale oh. is just. We're it's not here to rich... talk about act two
0: finales. Yeah, no, we're not. But it's just, and I feel like it's the same with Art. It's just like the harmonies at all points of mm. the show are just really rich. Everything feels really full, mm. and like the community of Washington oh.
1: Heights. Oh, shed a little tear oh. just then. one that we're going to talk about is a classic it is one day more from les mis i wanted this to be on the list well so did abby but i especially wanted <laughs> it to be on the list Bobby. because like the moment where towards the very very end of this song when you see, when you see the show there's a character and they lift up a massive red flag every single time i see that red flag i want to cry Aww. and also die for france like seriously, I'm just like, oh my God! Right, just
0: joining the revolution
1: <laughs> like two hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could go just back through Paris waving <laughs> a baguette, <laughs> waving a baguette, <laughs> wearing stripes. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's such a powerful song, and it's another. All of these, you'll see, have quite a similar theme. There's a lot yeah. of all of the different characters sing a little part, and then it builds and builds and builds and builds and up it, to the
0: end. I feel like it kind of goes without saying that in the Heights and Hamilton. I think Lim Ah would say wouldn't exist without One Day yeah, More. Yeah, I agree. I mean, not that I mean the shows maybe, but the Act One finales yeah, are very right inspired by One yes. Day More. Yeah, I think lyrically
1: it's brilliant. Oh yeah, like the the last sort of thirty seconds, the lyrics are great. It's such a powerful song. We yeah. said powerful about almost all of the songs that we talked about so far because they are
0: because that's the beauty are, of, an that's Act the One point of an Act
1: One finale. But it just the way that it builds
0: and, and the way right, that it's you, staged as well. Yeah really just adds to it and you do finish the uh, act one of that show really completely in there with the characters that's what it brings you totally in the staging and you know all the different aspects of the song all the elements and i just also have such good memories of singing along to this song on like bus journeys (laughs) with my friends i mean that's like the most theatery nerdy thing (laughs) but we're just like slip into different roles Mm -hmm. and it's just so much so much fun just so great Mm-hmm. It is a great one to sing along to. A particularly
1: great version, I find, is the 02 25th anniversary production because there's the whole thing Oh fucking
0: talking about the 02 25th like, oh, I genuinely you, fucking love it. It's like you're sponsored by them. I'm you're not, like, but I wish um, I was. A-
1: Honestly, guys, get the DVD. Alfie Beau was a king. I so thought anyway, you were going to
0: say Carpool Karaoke. I was no, like, I'm not going to share
1: my Carpool Karaoke version. No, the 25th anniversary production at the O2 because they have the whole cast and the cast are great. But it's including also backed. Nick Jonas. It's no, not including Nick Jonas. It's also backed by a massive choir and the orchestra. is They are all huge. Nick Jonas. <laughs> the orchestra is huge it's like three times the size of what you'd normally get and the lighting is brilliant and the sound and the conductor and oh so watch that version i think it it might be on youtube they are quite like proactive about taking things down from that probably because it's so good and they want people to buy the dvd
0: Song on our list is "Define Gravity" from Wicked. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows this song. It doesn't matter whether you know the show. If you have existed in the world in the past fifteen years, mm. you've heard this. song. You probably know this. It song. is the song from Wicked
1: mm-hmm. for good but, reason. Yeah, it's a really great moment for Elphaba in the show. Elphaba is the green one, where she realizes that she is going to have to go and forge her own path because she doesn't want to go along with the rules that have been placed upon her in her life so far and it's staged really really well like it's so impactful when you see it on the stage so you haven't seen wicked then what happens is the beginning of the song is like a duet between glinda and elphaba and then elphaba disappears for a little bit and glinda's arguing with some guards and then elphaba comes back and flies basically she is raised hoisted into the air and she has the massive cloak on and it's just such a you can see my hands like raised to the sky like i'm lifting simba it's such like a such a powerful moment and my favorite thing about it is when it ends the lights go out on the stage but there's still a spotlight on her face for like an extra split second and i really really like that it's really really cool and again it's just it doesn't have the same sort of like layering and build like the other songs that we've talked about but it's, it's so the same epic it's got the feel. same epic feel and the music is great the orchestrations are good there's a lot of there's a lot of instruments <laughs> a lot of music a kinds of music I just have a soft spot in my heart for Define Gravity I have a soft spot for Wicked because it was my gateway musical
0: but I also think Define Gravity is a sort of song that is cli- it's definitely cliche for a reason it's yeah. cliche because it's just a really excellent bit of musical theatre writing a
1: great bit of musical theatre writing and staging and performance
0: yeah there's no fight we cannot win And you can check out the Spotify playlist, which we will tweet at Upstage Pod, which has some runners-up. Honourable mentions. Honourable mentions. We love
1: all of these as well. They just didn't make the top five. Yeah. So there's things like Gypsy, Funny Girl, Book of Into Mormon. the Woods, Book of Mormon, Dreamgirls, Sideshow, Negally Blonde, etc, etc. And there'll probably be more that we think of that we'll put on that playlist as well.
0: Yeah.
1: So go there if you're interested in hearing some more good music. Any other business? It's the ball bulletin section, ball everybody. Bulletins. We need a jingle. Ball bulletin. So the first thing we need to say in the ball bulletin is that there is no Michael Ball news, really, apart from the fact that we got tickets to see him in chess. So, so Michael
0: Ball isn't giving us anything, but we're giving him something. By
1: the time we get to May, Michael Ball is going to be begging us to go <sighs> oh, backstage to meet
0: him. I mean, for sure.
1: For sure. We've also bought tickets to Shirley Ballroom and to King and I, and we're also going to be getting tickets for Chicago soon. And it's really
0: expensive. Chicago's really expensive, guys. Cubigan and Juniors just hike their prices really? right up. General stuff. I went to see Pinocchio this week at the National Theatre. This is a show from the same director as um, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, and it's got the same puppetry people as Warhorse. <laughs> Basically the way they do it is obviously in Pinocchio everyone knows the story mm. is a boy puppet mm-hmm. and everyone else is real but they can't have a puppet acting and talking because it's just a puppet that's what makes Pinocchio so special mm-hmm. so the way they do it is Pinocchio is a human and every human character is played by an actor but has the kind of giant counterpart puppet on stage with them at all times that uh operated in the same way as the Warhorse puppet. So you've got like a few little people following them around. So everyone but, but Pinocchio has that. Everyone but Pinocchio is a puppet.
1: But Pinocchio's the
0: puppet. But Pin- Pinocchio is a, is a real boy. With oh, children- Pinocchio's a real boy. Of course, Pinocchio's a human actor. Yes. The others are human actors, but then their costume. I mean, really beautiful puppet design. The they recreate the costumes and the faces of the actors mm. in these giant puppets, which are a bit creepy looking at first, but you really adjust and. I thought it was a really beautiful piece of theatre. A lot of the... You can see the influence of the direction that's really similar to Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. It's got a lot of clever tricks and a little bit of staging, kind of the blue... Like the wish upon a star the, and it comes nice. down as this flame and then she becomes a person. There are moments where you don't realise what... I, as a grown adult, I was like, I don't know how they did that.
1: Um, <laughs> it's
0: quite dark. There were a lot of children when I went to see it and... I think for a child, they're probably like, "Oh, magical, it looks yeah, great. But there are obviously... It's quite a dark story, which mm. in a way... way yeah, it's I a really dark. I didn't really think yeah. about when I was a kid. But I think it's... The performances were excellent, but it's also just really innovative theatre. And I think it's on for another month at the National, and there are quite a few tickets remaining. So if you are around... I would recommend you go see it because... If you like puppets, if you you know where to go. You'll love this. If you like slightly creepy theatre, this is for you. There are some characters that are big puppets, but with sort of made to look like puppets and their face and they have like this fake Uh, wig. That bit was a bit creepy. That sounds awful. Um, I think the children were like, ha, this is funny. I was like, no, No, they're 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 going to kill you in your sleep. Um, But yeah, I think it's some really amazing amazing theatre.
1: The last thing I wanted to say in this ball bulletin is I've started listening to a new podcast called They Walk Among Us which if you like true crime this is a UK specific true crime podcast. They're on to season two now and I've started listening from the very beginning. It's really good. It's weird to have like all of the cases be like from just down the road. I was listening to an episode um, about uh, armed robbery on Baker Street as I was walking down Baker Street this morning so that was strange but good. It's really interesting and it's really like well researched and detailed. Unlike um, this? (laughs) unlike this podcast you want to
0: listen to some quality yeah podcasting. if you want to listen
1: to something like professional and like well put together mm. go listen to that you stop listening to this one obviously we don't know what we're doing luckily for you that's the end of the podcast though <laughs> <laughs> yeah luckily for you your torture is over for yeah, another week we are out we are things to talk about we are out in general we are done we're done um thank you for listening thank you for listening follow us at Upstage Pod. On Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter and Instagram. We're just an
0: ever-expanding empire. Yes, we are. (laughs) See you next week. Bye. Bye.